What's up, everyone? Welcome to 49ers After Dark. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm Grant Cohn. Title of the show is Do the Niners Have One More Fridge and Move Up Their Sleeve? Apparently they do because they just shocked the world <laughs> and signed Austin Bryant. Hold the presses. What do you think of the Niners signing defensive end Austin Bryant? Well, I am not going to give you my opinion. I'm going to reach out to people that actually know the team that he came from and know the player. So I reached out to a friend who is a Detroit Lions fan. He also was a, a D1 linebacker himself, so I trust his opinion. And he gave me three bullet points. He said, high motor guy, injury prone, happy he's gone. Ooh. <laughs> and then I reached out to another Lions content creator who said his best game was against the Bills, um, but he did have a horrible penalty to end the game. I think his pass rush is coming together, but the injury history is there. So they both mentioned the injury history. Okay. So well, that sounds I'll great. Say this based off of what they told me, I would have rather kept Jordan Willis, maybe. Like if if the option was Jordan Willis or or this kid, I probably would have just rather stuck with Jordan Willis. Okay. So they got Austin Bryant. Uh maybe they feel in a rotation he won't get injured as much. But let's look at the big the big picture. Um Austin Bryant in. Cleveland Farrell in. Javon Hargrave in. Um, out are Charles Menehue, Samson Ebukam, Jordan Willis. Did the pass rush get better? Better. Just the pure pass rush? I, I don't know. I mean, I just the, the pure pass line rush. got better, but the pure pass rush, I can't say necessarily no. It's a bit of a wash. Yeah. It's a bit of a wash, which is amazing. So it, this pass rush wasn't super dominant last season. It was good, but it wasn't as good as some of the other ones. They really need Armstead and Drake Jackson still to, because what? Armstead gave you zero sacks last year. Drake Jackson gave you three. What if those two give you 15 combined? That, that's a game changer. So I think that's where it's got to come from. I don't really understand why the Niners, I mean, how, how cheap could Austin Bryan and Cleveland Farrell have been? Is that the only reason they're on the team? I can only imagine. One million dollars? They've got to be super down the depth chart. Like, yeah borderline not making the team potentially. That's that's the way I look at players like that. I mean, Chris Kosera can work magic, no doubt about it, but <laughs> you got to give him something to work with here. Like, I don't know if these guys are it. Yeah. Uh, Austin Bryant, you know what? Forget what you thought you knew about the 49ers. Austin Bryant's here. Kles Limperio. Thank you for becoming a new member. <laughs> you, know, you know what I feel like every time you do that? is what? I feel like I work at a chain restaurant and we have to sing happy birthday to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> we like come out with a cake and we do a little yeah. dance and whatever. I like it. Here's your cake. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching 80s cl cult classics. Last night I watched The Thing. Have you seen it? No, I have not. It was scary. Kurt Russell. They're in Antarctica. And then an alien that's a shapeshifter. Ooh. And it takes, it assumes the form of its victims. So nobody could trust anyone. It was Ooh, good. I like it. I liked it a lot. I liked I like it a lot. It. All right. A little bit of news. Apparently, this is according to Ben Roethlisberger. The Niners reached out to him at some point last season, presumably after Jimmy Garoppolo went down, to gauge interest of him coming out of retirement and maybe playing for the 49ers. And he was like, nah, can't play for anyone other than the Steelers is what he said. Although... You'd love to know if there's more to that story. What do you think about this nugget? Yeah, I, I think I think we know the timing of when this happened. And there's there's some thoughts like, okay, did this happen multiple games into Purdy? I think the assumption that 49er fans would prefer to, to make, which I don't think is true at all, and I'll read his quote and you can tell me what you think, but I think the assumption that 49er fans would like to think is like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, he's better than Josh Johnson. They needed a backup. This is a smart move. You don't reach out to Hall of Fame retired quarterbacks and say, hey, you want to come out of retirement and back up a seventh round pick? It's just, it doesn't work that way. He was asked to start. And so to me, this would have had to have been immediately after the Jimmy Garoppolo injury. We're talking maybe a day or the, the night of whatever, regardless of how well Brock Purdy played. I think this showed that they felt more comfortable with Somebody like Ben Roethlisberger at that time. Now, I don't, that wouldn't have been the right decision. We saw how Brock Purdy played, but 
you can understand where they would be coming from. But it was it definitely, if you look at Ben Roethlisberger's quote, Grant, he was asked to come in and be the guy. It, it's very clear. See, that's what I wonder. Like, was he asked to come in and be, and be the guy and he said no to that? Or was he asked to come in like, hey, man, why don't you come in, learn the offense, take your time, sort of let Brock do his thing. And then if we need you, we'll, we'll, we'll then we can go to you. I couldn't see Ben Roethlisberger going for that. That would almost be like a slap in the face. Yeah. Right? You, like I said, you don't reach out to a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Ask him to come out of retirement to be a backup. Here, I'll read the quote to you. You, t- you tell me sure. if this sounds like somebody sure. that was offered a backup position or a starter's position. He says, I'd be lying if I didn't say there was a small part of me that was intrigued. Like, oh man, I could still do it. Prove to people that I could still play. But at the end of the day, your favorite thing, I just can't say myself, uh, I can't see myself in anything other than black and gold. Even though they had a great chance, I think, to win the Super Bowl, it would have been hard to go and win a Super Bowl anywhere else other than Pittsburgh. It was just the smallest belief that I had that I could still play. That that's not a backup so, quote. So he's saying I would have won the Super Bowl with the Niners, but I I don't want to win the Super Bowl. I only want to win Super Bowls for the Steelers. Is that what he said? Right. That's what he said. He you got to yes. love Ben Roethlisberger for being that disingenuous. Okay. Well, um, hey, <laughs> I mean, I get it. It seems like when they got the bad news about Jimmy Garoppolo, even though. Brock Purdy had played well in relief. You didn't know what the future held. And you got to call and gauge interest and do that. So good that they called Ben Roethlisberger. I would have. It's interesting that he said no. Maybe he took a look at that at the right side of that offensive line and was like, you know what? Maybe he called him up and he was like, all right, all right, all right. Just promise me you'll never make Tyler Croft block an edge rusher. And they were like, <laughs> there's long silence on the phone. He was like, uh... <laughs> you're breaking Ben you're breaking up we can't hear you you're breaking up (laughs) so yeah I don't know maybe he honestly if they had gotten Ben Roethlisberger he would have got hurt too so I that's what's so complicated about the 49ers trying to find the solution at quarterback like is it the right guy is it the right protection like you don't it's so complicated here the most important position but anyway Ben enjoy I I think the thing here is like you can't blame the 49ers in that moment for making that call. If this was three, four weeks down the line and Purdy was playing well and they were undefeated, of course, that would be a dumb call to make. But hindsight's twenty twenty. At that moment, you just lost your second quarterback. You're down to your third stringer. Sure, he played great for you know 50 minutes of ball or whatever it was, but he was still the last pick in the draft. Clearly... I mean, he he barely made the team as far as it came down to the last preseason game, him versus Sudfield. They chose him for the right reason. But in that moment, you can't blame them for thinking, oh, man, we're we're in big trouble here. We got to go get somebody. So I understand it. It would have been the wrong move because Purdy played great. But in that moment, I really do understand where their mind frame was at. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's. It, it, it was the right call to make. You had to make those calls. Dave Barclay says, love you guys. How long has one been going on? The show? Eight minutes. You, you're oh, right at the beginning. Like just this individual show or like? <laughs> I'm poor, says the longer it takes, the cheaper for Frank Clark. I'm mm. pretty certain the Niners won't sign Frank Clark. No. Pretty no, sure. not necessarily. This was a big topic today. I, I, had, <laughs> I had made a comment saying um, that the 49ers could use a badass type player, um, somebody who's a little bit, a little bit crazy. And a lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't ended up being a huge topic, but, uh, I think Frank Clark fits that mold. It's just the other stuff that comes with Frank Clark that you don't want. Yeah, he does fit that mold. Emiliano says best horror movie of the eighties. The thing it was scary. I, that and the fly back to bad watched the last few nights I was, and this it's, it's not like there's any, Special effects. It's just scariness. The scariest movie for me growing up was The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's a very scary movie. Kless says, The Thing is one of the best movies ever. Gotta see it, Jesse. I thought it was really good. It was quite good. I mean, it starts off with a dog that will scare you to death. A dog. You, you, okay, I'm going to make the you chat. I think you can trust a me. dog. The chat's going to turn against me real quick on this one. I'm not a, I'm just not a movie buff. I don't watch a ton of movies. I have my favorites. I like comedies a lot. 
but I don't watch a ton of movies. And this is this is gonna kind of show that I don't. I've never seen. Wait for it, Scarface. It's a little overrated. It's iconic. Is it? So you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, that's where that's from. Oh, that's where that's from. Oh, that's where that's from. But it's like three hours long. It's like it's overrated. See, but I commit. Yeah. I can't commit that that long to movies. I just can't do it. My attention span won't won't allow me to do it. You don't need to watch Scarface. You just need to watch. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, I have seen Reservoir seen Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Have the you movie. seen True Romance? No. That's what you need to watch. That was. I still need you to watch now. Belly and stop messing around. Is what I need you okay, to do. Okay, I'll watch Belly. <laughs> Moving you on. You might not want to watch I'm, that with the wifey. I don't know how she is. Uh, Oh, she's been a good sport with these horror movies recently. I don't think I'll do that to her. I'm telling you without a doubt if the Niners signed him, I would stop being a fan until he was off the team. Terrible human being. Who, Ben Roethlisberger? So you would have been Honestly, not a fan for the rest of that season? Like, yeah. No, he's talking about Frank Clark, but Ben Roethlisberger oh, is like, isn't Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> also, <laughs> would it, yeah, yeah, so isn't that kind of funny that we're like, yeah, they should have got Ben Roethlisberger. No, on Frank Clark. So yeah. if they were interested in Ben, they might be interested in Frank Clark. Yeah, maybe. I, I think People I think circumstances are different. One's a desperation, half a season type situation. The other one is, hey, we're gonna we're gonna deal with you for a full season. You know what I mean? Like a little bit different circumstances, but even then, um, yeah. I mean, if you didn't like the character issues of Frank Clark, then you shouldn't like the character issues of Ben Roethlisberger either. Aish Gupta says, Grant, I love the cameo you made about my Cal acceptance. Such an amazing video. Just got into UCLA this weekend, too. Which should I choose? Wow. Congratulations. I remember getting into UCLA right around this time. End of March. Right as they're in uh, the March Madness. That was mm -hmm. when Jordan Farmar was taking him to the finals. And I was so proud that I got into UCLA. Hey, Aish, it's a no-brainer, dude. It's a no-brainer, man. I'm not telling you where to go, but this is a no-brainer. Kidding. Go to, <laughs> go to UCLA. Cal. Go to UCLA. <laughs> go to UCLA. Look, all, look. I can't speak for Cal. I didn't go to Cal, but I met my wife at UCLA. There's some, <laughs> He's I, married, I'm saying, by the way. I, I, met, I have a wife. She's from UCLA. So UCLA was good to me. I would just say, and she's Indian. Not that it has, not, said, I mean, something. Ayush, go to UCLA. I, I couldn't urge you more. Cal. I like it. Cal, who is on the radar for right tackle? You didn't hear his Colton Kiffitz, baby. It's so good. <laughs> it's Colton. The radar might start and end with him for sure. It's Colton. Hey, is he that much worth a McGlinchey? <laughs> Official BNA Music 88 says we didn't need Big Ben. We already had a beat up two time Super Bowl champion quarterback who smat. Ooh. Ooh. Smashes. Smashes. Right. Did you see that? Uh, Chicken Ranch, couple, couple employees at the Chicken Ranch offered free services for life. Yeah, for James. oh my gosh, come nice. on. Monsatore says Hardman to the Jets coach scheme whiffs again. Uh, Chiefs losing some guys though. That's interesting. They're they're really losing some talent. They they are, but they're also the team that on draft nights gonna go get Hopkins or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll yeah, they'll replenish. Um Lucky Luciano likes Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you. Scarface is a classic, Reservoir Dogs and Usual Suspects. Yeah, they're all those are all classics. But I feel like Scarface is a little cliche at this point. Like everyone loves Scarface. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Uh, I almost lost a sub saying I almost lost a sub saying Scarface is overrated. Like, I mean, Al Pacino kind of overdoes it in the movie. His Cub Cuban accent is just awful. It's almost <laughs> cartoonish. But I mean, it's really? it's iconic. Can we please get a viable tight end to pair with Kittle? No, it's against the rules. They're not allowed to on this team. Kittle it's only everything. one. Yeah, sorry, Smack. They could have had Hooper, but they didn't want to. Glass half full guy said, well, it's it's supposed to be like a generational tight end draft, so they better partake. No, it is a very good tight end draft. That's for sure. Glass half full guy says, I'm not bothered by losing these defensive ends in free agency that the Niners did. They seem like replaceable depth pieces. Yeah. I just wonder if the replacements are good. Official BNA Music 88 says, these are YouTube channels that do summaries of movies and seasons of shows. I'm not a movie person as well. So that helped me get through the classics I'd never watched. Uh, do summaries of movies. Oh, well, 
One thing I like about movies from the 80s, 90 minutes. Ni- now, yeah. movies are like two and a half hours. It's like, who the fuck? Sorry. Who the hell asked you to make this so long? I'm tired. <laughs> That's why I can't do Star Wars or two none of them. I'm like, I'm, sorry, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. I'm 90 not- minutes. Wrap it up. I'm not watching Star Wars. I'm not watching Lord of the Rings. Like I'm just not doing it. It's too too much of a commitment. I'm good. And then and then I got to do it like five times over. No, I'm straight. No. Are the Niners done in free agency? Is Austin Bryant the cherry on top, or do you think they got something up their sleeves? A trade, another signing, a restructure. I mean, they could do whatever they want. They they do, and I gotta feel like something's up their sleeve. I I don't know how big it is. I don't know if it's a Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know if it's inquiring about Lamar Jackson. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that big, but I feel like something's there because they have, they still have a restructure of CMC they can do to bring in extra money. They can still re-sign Bosa. I mean, right there, that's another 20 million they can free up. They have 6 million already. So basically 26 million to play with. Your rookies are going to cost you like, I don't know. I mean, third round back, we're talking eight, 11 million max, something like that. So they got plenty of money to play with. I got to think they're not going to just sit on their hands. They're not the type of team that likes to carry over a bunch of cash. They usually end up spending it. So I don't know. I feel like there's something else that is going to happen that is taking time to unfold for whatever reason. But they got one last trick up their sleeve is the feeling I get, or at least I hope that they have one last trick up their sleeve and what's funny i mean this draft night they can make some moves last year you don't remember it but a key signing they made was what training camp to sean gibson mm-hmm. yeah that was under the radar but there they signed him he ended up being a 17 when he started 17 games for them he was really good yeah so they could do something like that but i guess everyone's sort of waiting like is trey lance going to get traded is Brandon Ayuk going to get traded? Those are the two guys, like they're friends. They're, they're st- like Ayuk seemed to be posturing a little bit with his tweet yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Lance is in a precarious situation. I think fans are wondering it, but I don't think there's any smoke to that fire right now at all. Yeah, I don't know if there's smoke to the fire of those guys being traded, but but if they were going to get traded and they're holding off money for somebody, wouldn't you think it would be somebody like Lamar Jackson? Like who else, who else are you going to trade them, them both to and need money to bring in somebody else? That would make sense. Trading both of them would be a very unpopular move among the fans, unless it was for Lamar Jackson, in which case they would say, Trey, thank you so much for everything. The Trey Lance era was wonderful. We'll always remember it. And and now here's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, maybe that could I'm happen. I'm the biggest you, what's guy, going on I'm with like, Lamar? Yeah, trade for Lamar. What's going on with Lamar? I, what is going on with Lamar? I don't Any know. resolution there? I don't know. I, I've got to assume that movement starts to happen on Lamar after the owners' meetings. I mean, that's when everybody's in rooms together. That's when those conversations are going to be had. I mean, if there is a big conspiracy to not make sure that he gets all guaranteed money, that's when those conversations are going to be had. So I wouldn't be shocked if there's movement on Lamar immediately coming out of those owner meetings. I'm going to be there. Ooh. I'm not bringing, I got to leave my wife at home because I'm married, but I got to leave her at home, but I'm going to be at the owner's meetings by myself. But I'm, I won't be single. I'll be there by myself. It's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll, what I can do is I can like hide in the bushes and like see, I can like hide, like sneak up on people like Looney Tunes where you put a bush over you and you like sneak up. <laughs> Or you can like you, go uh, and talk about. So, what are you guys doing in free agency, huh? Oh, who are you gonna draft? Who are you gonna draft, huh? Oh, I like it. No, I like it. Actually, you know what? It's I know. Obviously, you're the 49er guy, but it would be interesting qu- to ask questions to the Ravens brass. I think that would be something. Come up with yeah. some good questions around Lamar. You know what their plans are, what have you. I think that would be some extra fun things to to come out of there that with would be because fun. it is it is loosely tied to potentially the 49ers, whether whether he goes to the 49ers or has an opportunity to go there or goes to the Vikings like rumors talk about, then that, you know, the Kirk Cousins thing, what happens there. So, you know, I, I think that it's loosely tied to where you could bring those conversations forth and people would be interested. I think so too. 
David Baker says, go old school for movies. Casino, Sting, Raging Bull. Love Casino. Love all those movies. Haven't seen a single one. Jesse's seen none of them. That's so cute. <laughs> James Williams says, John Wick 4 is almost three hours, though, and I'm okay with it. I haven't seen John Wick 1, 2, or 3. I got sucked into the first one and then ended up watching them all. So Are they good? Yeah. They actually are good. I mean, they, they got I like an action movie. I like an action movie. Yeah. They, they got and progressively like, like more and more far-fetched, but overall, it was a good series. Yeah. I feel like I OD'd on Keanu Reeves in the Matrix stuff. But I do like Keanu. I mean, don't we all? He's like, he's like such a bad actor, but also you love him for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Timothy Glander says, will they use picks to trade for proven talent? Um, no. I mean, they kind of like what Dallas is doing. Is that what you're talking about? What more proven talent do you need when you have Austin Bryant? Mm. I don't understand. They're good. That's true. I mean, now they just need to fill around the edges. <laughs> Tim- Timothy, it's... F- it's fair to say that maybe you missed the beginning of the show, but you should go back and watch the beginning because there was a huge signing the 49ers made right before awesome. we went live. Yeah, William Barmore, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Adam, do you think the Niners could do a pick swap to get into the first round? Say 2023 third, 2024 first, and fourth to take one of the top right tackles. Adam, I think that's a mistake. I think that's how you end up with Mike McGlinchey or, you know, you don't trade up for one guy unless it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you want to trade up for best player available. So, or one position, you know what I'm saying? I don't think, I think it's a mistake. Yeah. I, I think the reason I think it would be a mistake is because you might need that first round pick next year. If Purdy and Lance aren't the guys and you don't go make a crazy trade for Lamar, which is highly unlikely you might need that first round pick for a quarterback next year. So I'd, you know, I'd kind of chill out a little bit. Also, I think the best way to handle drafting and developing offensive linemen is to not start them right away. I mean, if you can, but you shouldn't, you should be prepared to sit them for a while because there's a huge transition from college to the pros and it worked for banks. Uh, Burford played, but he was rotating. Um, Some guys can play right away, but, if they can't, it doesn't mean they won't be good. And sometimes it takes time. It takes a long time, offensive line. I mean, I, I think just operating with patience, period, with all prospects is probably a good rule of thumb. Having a three-year period where you're evaluating and truly figuring out if a player is good, I, I think is always yeah a good way to operate. Yeah. Adam says, BTW, love the show. Y'all are awesome. Thank you, Adam. I Thanks, appreciate Adam. it. Lucky. Thank you, Lucky. Uh, Tyler. I have a feeling that the Niners are going for Lamar. I just have that feeling, and I don't know why. It's interesting. Hey, gut feelings are right sometimes. Because let's say, so, real quick, it's like the Niners went from saying, Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. We're going to make him the highest paid player in the league. He's great. To, actually, he's not quite as good as we thought. We're going to sell the farm for someone that we think can become super great because you need to have a quarterback that good. And now they're like, Man, we we just need any quarterback, you know. We we do it, Brock. We just, we just give us any quarterback. It's like, wow, that's a whole, that's a different message all of a sudden. And you know, maybe <laughs> maybe you need Lamar. If you I went mean, as, for Trey, why wouldn't you go for Lamar? As as long as Ayuk, who's not going to get extended this offseason, realistically, as long as Ayuk and Bosa haven't been extended, I think that in in. Lamar hasn't re-signed or restructured or done any of that. I think that that door is open. It's still a possibility. DP says Bosa and Trey for Justin I Herbert. I wish. Come on. I don't think the Chargers would do that. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I don't think you don't know. Um, and I okay, also so think you would need to throw in a first-round pick as well. Hold on. Okay. So I want to talk about this Brandon Ayuk thing one more time. Brandon Ayuk okay. tweeted yesterday. And it was cryptic, but I like decoding stuff. I was an English major. I did close readings and poetry and stuff. And I don't know if Brandon Ayuk is that deep or analytical with what he chose to say. But the one part of the tweet that I feel like people gloss over is the middle part where he says, "Um, I'm as real as it get word to Lil Baby and ESTG. No one knows what he's talking about, or at least people like us, because I don't listen to Lil Baby. But it occurred to me, I mean, my friend pointed it out. Shout out to my friend Patrick, who I've known since I was in fourth grade. He's like, look at the lyrics of the song. That's a song. Look at the lyrics. And the lyrics, the chorus of the song 
part of it is my people proud. I'm as real as it gets. Going to have to chase me. I don't like to wait. And I swear I'm impatient. I don't like to sit. I mean, that's in the chorus. He's posturing. It's not about his role in the offense, although it probably partially is. It's about that paper. And he knows he's going to have to wait because Bosa had to wait until year, you know, entering year five. He's saying he's impatient. And it doesn't mean he's going to request a trade. This is all posturing. But this is posturing. This is about money right now. It's a lot like what happened with Debo last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the translation I had immediately when I saw it yesterday was, pay me my worth. I produce no matter the circumstances, and I'll prove it again this season. Pay me now, too. Yeah, maybe. maybe now. Maybe, and maybe now. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what the little baby reference evokes to me. Now, I don't know, but when, when, he, when he says something like that, do you think Niners people are like, look up the lyrics, look up the lyrics. Oh, my God, it says impatient twice. It says he's not about waiting around. That means he wants his money. Kyle, we got to talk about, did you read the lyrics, Kyle? Did you read the little Baby? Oh, of course, I listened to Lil Baby. It's possible. Kyle does listen to Lil Baby. He knew the lyrics right away, actually. If you want to be friends with a bunch of 25-year-olds, you have to listen to Lil Baby. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I like went that, to, that's it. I went to Jose, Jose Sanchez, yeah, all 49ers. I went to his birthday party. He invited me. Day of. So honored. And I came over with my wife, and it was at his house. And uh, they listened to Lil Baby because he just turned 28. And they were playing beer pong. And he beat me three times in a row. And now on, tw- on text, he only refers to me as 0-3. Only refers to me as 0-3. I'm like... <laughs> And I hate it. I really piss. I'm 35 years old and it's pissing me off. So Jose, screw you. <laughs> uh, Jose, yeah. I like Jose, man. He's he's a fun guy. I like when 25 year old athletes talk through their ly- lyrics of their favorite rappers. It's always fun because you know Matt Mayoko is not looking up those little ba- little baby lyrics. Not in a million years. Not going to happen. Neither is Cam. Neither is Matt Barrows. Only me and you. Let's see. These are the only ones that are going to do it. Brandon, it, here's the other thing that's interesting is, is Brandon IU doesn't post on Twitter like at all. No, he never posts on Twitter. So there's something to it. And I, you know, I don't know if it's like I need my money now or where he's going at for sure. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like Brandon Ayuk though. I really like Brandon Ayuk. I hope they keep him around. I like Ayuk too very much. Um, and yeah. I think you people look at him as a little bit different than Debo. Like Debo was a diva last year. Brandon Ayuk worked hard. Brandon Ayuk does keeps his head down. But they both have big time egos. They're wide receivers. They're, they're straight up wide receivers. So, I mean, what are you going to say? They both think they're the best. They both want all the targets. It's, it's par for the course for wide receivers. It's what, it's what it is. It's what it always will be. Yeah, I also didn't that. think Debo was being a diva last year. I, I think, you know, I guess I could understand if that's your opinion, but these guys have one legitimate, for sure chance to get paid. And when it comes up, they got to do it. You can't be mad about their negotiations or any of those other things. You can read into it, and we definitely did, but I didn't say, oh, man, you know, Debo's, he's asking for too much money or he shouldn't be doing what he's doing, like, Bro, this is one chance to make a billionaire open his checkbook for him. Like, do it. No, no, I agree. All I'm saying is it's Warner didn't do it that way. Bosa's not doing it that way. Kittle didn't do it that way. It's very wide receivery the way they're going about it because they're wide receivers. And my point I'm trying to make is don't be surprised when Brandon Ayuk acts like this. He's not that much different than Debo. They're wide receivers, and they're good. So they're going to get paid a lot of money, and they know it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's definitely a personality type with like DBs and wide receivers. They just, they're just oh, a little they bit all different. Have, that's fine. I, that's, yeah. one I li- that's one of the things I love about football is each position group has a personality type. Mm-hmm. They really you do, know, yeah. They're all way different. Tight ends are different than an offensive lineman. Uh, yep. Wide receivers are different than corners. I mean, DBs are vicious. Vicious. Because they're the little guys who hit the hardest and, and like have like the most high-impact collisions. Like They're very professional, but they are, they're almost like, Split personality people. Like, they're scary. (laughs) You need need a certain personality types for certain positions, yes. Absolutely. I mean, that's Ronnie Lott. Eric said, trade Ayuk for a first and draft right tackle inside OBJ or DJ Chark on a cheaper deal. That's what I thought the Niners were thinking. But then it looks like OBJ isn't going to sign a cheap deal. Is OBJ coming back? It seems like he's 
like Rodgers at this point. He just wants attention. Yeah, I think he'll play again. I mean, he came out and said, I never asked for 20 million. I just want more than four, which makes sense. I mean, when he asked for 20 or the, or the rumor came out that he asked for 20, it was like, uh, you know, you're not that OBJ anymore, right? I mean, that's, that's not who you are at this point in your career. So Samuel says, will you join me in the 501 club next season for a beer? I'll come say what's up, but I can't drink on the job. By the time I could have a beer with you, the 501 club would be closed and you would have to be, you would have been escorted out of the, I'm in there, I'm there late, but I can say what's what's the 501 club. It's Levi Stadium, so they have like a five oh, like the five oh one pants. Do you not no, know about Levi's five oh ones? I've never been there. You don't before, know eighties so movies or Levi's. I know. No, no, no. I that makes sense. Now that I hear, yes, five oh one is a Levi. I got okay. you. Yes, I get it. Now. You're not like a. But, you know where like, you know, do you wear like designer jeans? Are you designer jean kind of guy? No, 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 no. I'm I'm okay. wearing like shorts ninety five percent of the year. Right, you're in Florida. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whose personality does this team carry? I think that's an interesting question. Who would you say? Well, I mean, I think it is interesting because we we both kind of agreed that it was Jimmy before. Like they, I mean, for better or worse, it was kind of Jimmy's team. And the personality right now, I mean, I, I, I think it actually resembles maybe Debo Debo's close Debo or Kittle, like kind of a cross between the two is, is the feeling I get from this team. I was going to say Fred Warner, Fred Warner talks so much. Fred Warner talks like he's the defensive coordinator. Mm. He, Fred Warner talks like he's the best player in the league and he's the defensive coordinator. And I mean, I'm not saying he talks out of turn, but wow, he talks a lot and he talks with, a tremendous amount of authority. George Kittle talks a lot too. Those guys seem like he talks like he's the offensive coordinator. And sometimes I feel like they almost feel like they call the shots on this team. Um, So then you have Brandon Ayuk, whose personality is the opposite. Like Brandon Ayuk is very quiet. We were just talked about, we just talked about him being like a wide receiver, but his personality is quiet. um, Not super buddy, buddy. Like, Kittle and Warner are, oh, we're a family, and we've been together, and we love each other. Like, Brandon Ayuk punched Fred Warner in front of everyone. <laughs> right, Brandon right, Ayuk right. fought. Like, Brandon Ayuk isn't like that. It's business with him. So I actually yeah. kind of like that personality, that tone that Brandon Ayuk sets. And I sort of wish the, the rest of the team had that personality because that kind of buddy-buddy, fratty style that pervades the team, I'm not really a big fan of. And frankly, it makes me feel like I've, I've compared them to the Memphis Grizzlies in the past. That's kind of it, you know, sort of talking like champions when you're not Fred Warner talks like he's a five time, like he's Steph Curry, like he's Clay Thompson, like he's Draymond Green. And yeah, he's really good, but man, I feel like probably people should take cues from Brandon. Ayuk until they seal the deal, but it's a good question. I I actually agree with you a lot on this. I, I think, I think if the team carried themselves more like Brandon Ayuk does, hell, I mean, to a certain extent, I feel like Trent Williams fits this mold a little bit too. I mean, Trent Williams can get crazy. I mean, you saw the way that he fought for his teammates at the end of that game to Jimmy end Ward the NFC this way championship. Too. Physical. Jimmy Ward, they, fight. Right. Jimmy yeah. Ward would fight. It hit you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think Fred didn't talk I think a lot Fred either. Tough. Fred Warner's a, t- a tough. Oh, I mean, yeah. and he's an ish oh, talker yeah. for sure. For sure. But for sure. I, I do like the way that Brandon Ayuk goes about his Stop business. being on Bussin' with the Boys. Stop being all up in the media. Stop singing at the NFL honors. Like, stop. Brandon Ayuk's yeah. not doing that. He's not searching for the spotlight. The spotlight will come to you when you win a Super Bowl. Like, knock it off. Because I, at a certain point, it becomes like a problem with the culture, in my, in my opinion. Like, you guys are celebrating the wrong things and making excuses for not getting all the way. And it, it, it's like... You're settling for less when you should be striving for the best. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. So yeah, I just and you know what that was my like problem with no McGlinchey. That was my problem with McGlinchey. It was not no not so much his play. It was the fact that he would play like that and then talk like he was the owner of the team. And he would be like, "We got to do this," yeah. and it's like, it's like, dude, you need to stop. Talk about yourself. You're. N- I've never heard of a guy who was a captain that had the captainship taken away from him. Like, 
What? It, yeah, like, it's too much of that with this team. Too much of people talking at length. And I, I'm not saying, like, I'm a journalist, give bad quotes. Just, you know, like, keep it within perspective and scope. Like, talk about you, your job. Another thing with this team. This team is so happy to say, we don't need a quarterback. We're that team that doesn't need a quarterback. Like, they like the quarterback competition and uncertainty. What other team wants that? The Niners want it. Because you know who's the star then? Everyone else. Kittle, Juszczyk, Warner. On most teams, you know who the star is? The quarterback. quarterback. The qu- and that's it. Not here. They love it. They freaking love it. And I think it's like they need to stop with that. Man. You're not going to win a Super you need to imp- You need to let a quarterback be a star. Yeah, yeah. I I think also it's because none of them, for the most part, unless they've come from other teams, Traverius Ward obviously had the benefit of playing with Patrick Mahomes, but unless you've come from one of those other teams, they haven't played with a great quarterback, so they don't know what it's like when you do actually have a great quarterback on this roster that can carry you and make up for some of the mistakes. Yes, it's nice to be the team, I guess, that can get there regardless, but at some point you got to get over the hump. And the only way you can do that is when you have the quarterback and the 49ers may have that guy, but we don't know for sure. So yeah, I I don't know. I, I do. I would prefer if the personality type was more of a Brandon, IU personality type 100%. Yeah. Uh, and and Brandon, I, I would describe his personality as it's business. There's an edge to him. There's an anger to him. Um, like a seething anger. Like, we haven't accomplished what we want to accomplish, and I will fight you in practice about it. We are not brothers. We're not family. This is a freaking business, and we haven't accomplished our goal. And I'm mad. I love that. There should be this, there should be the frustration and anger with this team. They've been together five, six, seven years, and they haven't accomplished their goal, and they're going around on podcasts and singing at award shows. Like, ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't like it. And I don't know whose personality, but I mean, Fred, you break down every single huddle, man. Like, tell people to stop. But you're the one on the on with busting with the boys, talking about how great how how things would have been different if Brock had been healthy and da, da, da. Oh, this excuse and that excuse. Nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Is that they, a? They didn't, I feel like they didn't have is, this. Is that ultimately a Kyle Shanahan trait though? Like maybe we're we're looking at the players, and maybe it is the personality of Kyle Shanahan ultimately like they're taking yeah. on the persona of their coach who you know i wear Yeezys, always has an excuse this, always has an excuse. excuse it's not my fault we don't need a quarterback i'm a doesn't great need play a quarterback yeah. yeah they love it they love it. it's the only team in the league that's like this they look at themselves as like some kind of like rebel bad boy counterculture playing the old school way winning with defense and hitting and stuff it's like yeah uh-huh well let me know when you ever win a super bowl this way because like I was on a show earlier today, and some of, it was Rob Stascarrera, and he wanted to take me to task on my opinion about Kyle Shanahan. And you can say all the nice things you want about Kyle Shanahan, but as soon as it's my turn to talk and I start talking about the quarterback position, what do you say? There's no defense. Look at the list of people him and his dad have tried to acquire in the past 20 years. Now, if you give Kyle a quarterback, good things can happen. If he can inherit a legit... But if he's left to his own devices and he has to pick the guy, God forbid he's young. I mean, it, burden of proof is on him at this point. So I don't know how we got over here on this. But yeah, it, it is Kyle's personality. I think Kyle's gotten to this point. He loves the idea of being, you know what? Quarterback's overrated. All you need is a good scheme, some weapons, and a defense. I respectfully disagree. Quarterback really matters. Kind of. Yeah, quarterback is everything kind of. in this league. I mean, that's why. That's why, And I, I mean, you can walk me through why you think the Eagles are still the best team. I look at the Eagles and say, I don't know if they are the best team, but it's hard for me. Like if I'm building a team, I'm doing it. And we talked about this last week, quarterback, protecting the quarterback, getting after the quarterback. That's the order that I'm going in. And when I look at the Eagles, they're better at quarterback. They're better at protecting the quarterback and say what you want about all the people that they lost on the defensive line, but they still have Graham, Reddick, Cox, and Jordan. That's a pretty formidable four that they can throw at you. And so, and their first round pick last year, Jordan Davis. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they're not far. If they're behind on the defensive line, it's not far, but they're much better at quarterback and they're much better at protecting the quarterback. So, the way that I build the team, they're better than. So, it's hard for me to say that the 49ers are for sure 
better than the Eagles right now, who, again, yes, they lost a lot of pieces, but is that enough to close the gap? I don't know. Man, again, this is a team that's real satisfied with itself, uh, impressed with itself, but it hasn't made it back to the Super Bowl since 2019. And that year, that team was hungry. A lot of people felt they were ahead of schedule. Fred Warner hadn't gotten paid. Nick Bosa was a rookie. Debo was a rookie. Ayuk wasn't on the team. Like A lot of these guys were hungry, had something to prove. Now all these guys have gotten paid except Ayuk. <laughs> all of them. And it's interesting. Like they are. Is this group going to make it back to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I mean, now the Lions are in the mix. That's the next team. That, I mean, the, 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 the Eagles aren't going away. The Lions are now really in the mix. They just had a phenomenal free agency. And Seattle's lurking too with a Seattle's bunch of not draft far picks behind, coming. man. No, they're not. So I don't know. I mean, Hargrave's thirty, Art Armstead's thirty, Kittle's going to be thirty. Like this is this is a crucial year for the, this core. Yeah, this it definitely is. Grant, when we first started doing this show two years ago, I kept bringing up the Dan Marino quote, and a lot of people assume that you're just going to make it back because the team was young and the core was talented and all these other things. But Dan Marino said it, Hey, you know, listen, I made it in, in my, what was his rookie year or second year or whatever. He's like, I thought I was going back every year. I never got back. I would have never, ever thought when I was young that that would be possible. And then you look at George Kittle immediately in the aftermath of that Super Bowl, And you got that I'll famous quote where the camera's on. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be, be back. back. I will. Will be you, back. will you be well, back? You're almost 30, know, man. man. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Now is the time. Now is the time. So I hope I, I'd like to see the Niners approach this this whole season, off season, with urgency. Last year, yeah. I mean, the off season was a joke. Debo wasn't there. I mean, Trey was hung out to dry. It was him and Brandon Ayuk against the freaking world. Like they, this whole team needs to be there in OTAs, in minicamp, in training camp, and they need to be ready for Week One. Otherwise, I've seen this play before. I've seen it. The last two seasons were freaking. The same, the same with different characters and different twists, but the same ending. So I'd like to see something different here. We, we need to see the players working out with Trey Lance, Debo specifically, Kittle specifically. Ayuk's already done it. And if Brock Purdy ends up starting, great. But right now, Brock Purdy can't throw. So we got to be under the assumption that Trey Lance is the starter. Work out with this guy. Get on the same page. You know what I don't like to, to see? I don't like seeing Trey Lance uh, on Instagram saying, can I get some high school and uh, college wide receivers to work out with me? Yeah, bro, where are your teammates? Where are your right. teammates? Right. Why do you have to do that? And I'm not faulting Trey. I'm like, if 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 I were his wide receiver teammates, I'd call him up and say, dude, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you call me? I'm there. But I don't know what's going on with this team. Yeah, also, the the one thing, and and I understand, like, Debo came in out of shape last year, and and I I really truly do understand the reasons why he couldn't risk anything. He's going for a big con. I I get all of that, but the one quote that I can't get out of my head is when he was asked about working out with Trey, he said something along the lines of like, "I'll be in Miami. If you want to work out with me, you got to come to me." Like, bro, you're a wide receiver. You are not Dude, what the player, is your goal? man. Like, also, what is your goal, Debo? Work out what with is your him. goal? This is this is your prime. This is your goal. Go win a Super Bowl. Like you should be yeah. on a mission right now. And he's like, I'll be in Miami. Like, okay. Cool. I Miami's a lot of fun. I, I would want to hang out there too. Ryan Hensley yeah. says, personality wise, which player in the Niners are you two most like? You have to answer for each other. Grant, you're not gonna like this. Who? You're George Kittle. <laughs> that sucked. Ugh. That's a real slap in the face. All right, let me get you back for that. All right, you are. Uh, I'm gonna piss you off right now. You got piss it. You off. You're Brock Purdy. Oh, ah, I got him. <laughs> nah, I like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's a, a man of the Lord. He's humble but confident. I like it. I actually stepped like right one. in. Stepped like right in. One. Absolutely. Yep. I like, I like the good question, Ryan. George Kittle. No, it's a really good oh. question. It, <laughs> I know that. You know what though? Here's the funny thing: is you 
a lot of people don't like the people that are most like them. And Kyle Shanahan, I think there's a lot of similarities there. And George Kittle, just from the standpoint that, you, I mean, you're on everybody's show. You're on everybody's radar. You can't turn on YouTube 49ers without seeing that face right next to me. It's the same thing with the 49ers, man. I can't do anything 49ers without seeing George Kittle. You know what I mean? So it's true. He's been the face of the it. team since he's pretty much been on it. That right. Niner guy says, I don't know if they want it. Uh, they are just conditioned for it. Sure. Lucky Luciano says, Grant, I love your work, but I won't let uh, speak ill of Fred Warner. McGlinchey is as soft as Charmin. I'm not speaking ill of Warner. I'm no, just I don't saying, think he is. I'm just saying, he, the whole team went on a whole press junket starting in the Super Bowl, and I just didn't like it. I thought it was, I, I, eventually it was like enough. And it, was, it wasn't just, it was Debo too. Ayuk went on, uh, who was it? Brad Grimes. Yeah. He's like Jimmy Ward. I mean, he's not trying to be on, on people's podcasts. I'm sure Brad reached out and Ike was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I, I, you've seen Ike at, at Warrior Games. He's not trying to be noticed. I like that about him. Yeah, but even then, he was like, if you watch that interview, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but shout out mm -hmm. to, to Brad. Yeah. I'm sure it was a great interview, but a lot, he's leaned back. He's got this hoodie on. He's not trying to show yeah. his face. He's just like, I, you know, listen, I'm a humble guy, but he's very confident, very, very confident in who he is. And he's also willing, he's willing to talk a little trash and be honest. He's a lot and, like Jimmy Ward. He's yeah, a lot like, he'll, he'll, he'll come on your show and talk, but he's like, he's not trying to be a media darling. He's not a self promoter. Yeah. Um, although again, Brandon Ayuk is angry and he will fight you. I like that about Brandon. He yeah. punched him in the face, man, in the face. It's great. I loved it. J. Mark Garza says, four-headed monster leads his team. Trent, Debo, Kittle, Fred, agree. Be more like Ayuk, Jennings, Greenlaw, Huff. Yeah. There you go. Except minus like the, uh, the Greenlaw. Although I would, throw, I, would, I would throw Trent in there, too. I, I don't mind being like Trent. Yeah, Trent needs to stop tipping plays. Eric says, Bill Walsh, <laughs> champions behave like champions before they're champions. Kyle acts like he's a champion but needs to have a humble mindset, but he never will. Yeah, he needs some humility, man. He's just his intellectual arrogance is by far the biggest thing that holds him back. You know, he's convinced he's a genius. He's surrounded him with people himself with people who say he's a genius. And I just don't think that's healthy. But none of us can ever relate to that. I mean, honestly, I know I'm a very successful, handsome person, but people don't fawn over me like they fawn over Kyle. It's hard to believe. I know. Look at me. And I'm married too. It's great. Monsatore says, Coach Narcissism Personality, Cabo Click Ish. Coach Narcissism's Personality. You call him Coach Narcissism now? Mm. He's also very sensitive. That's the thing about Kyle. He comes across as like brash and he'll like argue with you, but he's deep down a very sensitive guy. He doesn't want to be criticized and he cares what th you think I about think him. I think the people that are most outwardly arrogant are the ones that are the most like, really take things to heart deep down he like really cares alone. what you think yeah and when and when like the person at the deli counter at safeway tells him what to do and he says please leave me alone what he's really thinking is do you th do you like me do you think i'm doing a good job <laughs> miguel says some people in this team act like they've won the super bowl especially george kittle it's annoying <gasps> who are they to have a say on who's the quarterback oh and three am i oh and three or is this is this jose is he calling me oh and three right now <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny that is actually really you funny. can't say oh and three in this stop T uh, tyler says grant do you think this team thinks that their uh majority wins and the minority loses what i mean by that i don't think this team doesn't play like an actual team they're a bunch of individuals i mean they've, they've set themselves up where when they win it's all of them and after the after the game, you know, you get to talk to all the stars. When they lose, it's the quarterback's fault. That's, all, that's how this team is built. And again, I, I, do you really want to set up a culture where the quarterback is the fall guy? Really? I mean, it worked for the Ravens 25 years ago, but I, football's changed, man. So much. Yeah, yeah, it's changed way too much. I don't, I don't necessarily think that they don't play like a team. I just think, yeah, I think maybe it's a misguided team. Andrew says, when you ask a regular person which team is better than the other, the quarterback for the team generally is the deciding factor. Yes. Yeah, but the Niners live in this other world where that's not. Like, when 
they were in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I just picked the Chiefs because they had Mahomes. And p- people had all these other reasons to pick the Niners. And I was like, yeah, those are great reasons. But quarterback on that team. And then right. quarterback on this team. <laughs> what are you yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. J. Mark Garza says, with Kyle, it feels like we are the Marino Dolphins. One Super Bowl loss never gets over the top. I wasn't there. That's what I'm saying, I man. Keep, I keep comparing them to Dungy's Bucks. Defense, and I think that's a very fair comparison. Dungy, yeah. I talked about this on your show, but Dungy, the reason he was, they moved on from him is because he was, I want to always be competitive and in the conversation guy, not I'm trying to win this year guy. And I think that Kyle Shanahan is very similar. And, and I, I understand that mindset from the standpoint of, hey, if you're there enough, you'll eventually break through is, is the mindset. And maybe that's true, but, also, the, you got to pick your point to just say, hey, F it. We're going all in right now, period. We got to make but it as, happen. As, as, as a Portland Trailblazers fan, you know that's not true. Like, y- there are teams that can reach a certain level and never get past it, ever. Yeah. There's something fatally f- flawed with the equation. And yeah, the Blazers I'm were in the like 20-something straight years and never did anything. They had some years where they were really, like, did they ever win 50, 60 games? I mean, yeah, right? When GK went on Theo Vaughn's podcast, who's Theo Vaughn? Was he, he one of the boys who buses it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it funny? But, I don't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw bits and pieces. That's uh, somebody had posted today about. I think it actually was Brad. It posted today uh, a quote from it where Kittle said that fans don't realize that when they say mean things on social media, like it can impact us, type of thing. I don't know. Oh. Well, sure. Uh, Lucky Luciano says more like Andy Reid's Eagles. Yeah, but that team always had a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. So what? This is a difference. When people compare Kyle to Andy Reid, like Andy Reid actually always has the quarterback taken care of. It's never his issue. Um, switching topics. Name one player the Niners need to showcase more. I mean, we've been hinting at it all freaking show i feel like it's clear that it's brandon Ayuk, and and you can look at this at two different ways you can look at this as on the field you can look at this as off the field and i think brandon Ayuk fits both of those molds i think brandon Ayuk should be the number one weapon in the passing game he always finds a way to be open he's a hell of a player he's ascending he's the future hopefully and then off the field a lot like Jimmy Ward, where it's you get a mic in front of his face, he's going to say very interesting things. You just got to give him the chance. You got to ask him the right questions. You got to pull him out of his shell a little bit. But he's the guy that's just got that confidence, that swagger, where he's going to give you a sound clip that you're like, yeah, this is worth writing about 100%. I got to go write a full paper, full page about this. Brandon Ayuk, I think, fits that mold both on and off the field. He's a clear choice for me. Yeah, I mean... Showcase is a good word because they don't showcase him. When all four, like when all of their players are healthy, he is the fourth option. And um, what's interesting about him is like he's the consistent guy. He did get a thousand yards. He never misses games. But how many hundred yard receiving games did he have last year? Off top. Two, maybe? One. One? Okay. What's the, what is the signature Brandon Ayuk performance from his career? I mean, the signature, there's a play, <laughs> the play against the Eagles where he goes down the okay. sideline and leaps, buddy. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? Like he, yeah. they haven't showcased him. Like mm-hmm. they don't put him in those situations when it's got to have it plays. It goes to Kittle or Debo or Jawan Jennings. Like He still produces. I'm not taking anything away, but they, maybe it's just Kyle's preference when it's these key moments he doesn't trust Ayuk or he trusts someone else but I think he's just one big moment big game away from breaking through and I think the the Niners got to give him that opportunity because we we just he hasn't had that breakthrough performance yet that would make him a pro bowl um household name yeah yeah that's that's totally fair and and he needs it he definitely does does. need it and he needs an opportunity that's what he's asking for like give me the damn ball like a damn ball Stop throwing it. Like, Debo, Debo as a receiver has, has evolved into, like, what is his route tree now? Where does he win? Ike wins. Slants? 
slants. I honestly, they, they don't even, they don't even call slants that much. It's like things with gradual breaks, shallow crosses. They were, he was running shallow crosses. That's good. Um, screens, screens and running back stuff. Yeah. Hopefully Debo can, can, that was just a one-off because he's like 26, 27. He's not that old. Should be okay. I mean, Debo's Debo's older for being in the league as long as he is. I mean, I think, believe it or not, him and Juju are like the same age. Or Juju's younger. I think Juju might be younger than him. Yes, yeah, true. Debo's 27. Debo's 27. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Steven Pryor says there also may uh there are also many teams who falter with top quarterbacks. Is Josh Allen. Think it goes both ways, fam. We're oversimplifying the situation. We're not because when there's been 57 Super Bowls played and 43 have been won by a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, I think that tells you that's the most important position. There are outliers. You can point to random teams throughout history, sure. But ultimately, you get the quarterback, you protect the quarterback, and you can go and win games. And and yes, it doesn't mean that just because you have one, you're automatically going to win. I don't think that's what we're trying to say. But if you want to get in the conversation, you have to go get you one. And what I would do in, in Buffalo, what I would do in Buffalo, I would keep Josh Allen. That's what I would do. Yeah. What would you do? No, yeah. I'm serious. I, I, I would probably get a different coach. Sean McDermott, yes. great. Thank you very much. Offensive coach. I would get an offensive coach. And Johnson, maybe like, Lions. Yeah. I mean, I, losing uh, Dayball was a, was a big deal for them. That was a, that was a problem. I'll ask 49er fans this. You guys can say it in the chat. I'm curious. I have a feeling that we're going to go more towards the 49er way because that's the situation we're dealt with. But if you ask me as a fan, would I rather be in a situation like the 49ers right now where they have the best team, right? But we don't know if the quarterback's going to be great or not. We don't know who it is. We Just question marks every year at quarterback. Or I can be the Chargers or Bills who have the established quarterback and they're trying to figure out other things, give me that problem. Because the quarterback is the hardest to figure out and you've got that figured out. I personally would much rather have the Buffalo Bills problems or the Chargers problems because I know with the quarterback, for the next 10 years, you're, you're going to be in the conversation. You don't have to have all the best talent in the world. Now, you're going to have to build up certain things to go win for sure. It takes a whole team, but I, I, give me that problem, me personally, over what the 49ers problem is. An interesting parallel is going to be the Niners and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Why the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, they have Trent Balky. Niners got rid of him. And Trent Balky couldn't pick a quarterback to save his life. But he inherited Trevor Lawrence. Or when he got the job, he got to pick. He had the number one pick. So who's going to build a better team? Trent Balky, when you just give him the quarterback and say, fill in the rest? Or the Niners, where they fill in the rest and they say, find the quarterback. Like, they could be searching for a quarterback as long as Moses was searching for the promised land. You know, it, it could take 40 years. But with Trent Balky, I don't know. He might be in the Super Bowl in two because he has Trevor Lawrence and he drafted well for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. We'll see what happens. Rob Schneider says, newly signed DN Bryant, four sacks in four years. Yeah, he's that good. I think he had that four good. and a half sacks in one year, and that's all the sacks that he had. And that was two years ago. He's never played more than 48% of the defensive snaps either. Yeah, he's he's kind of a big deal. Weary Nut says 2024 Super Bowl champion? Yeah, with Sam Darnold, right? <laughs> Golly, come on. Mad Trucker says Ike was statistically a top 15 wide receiver. No doubt. For sure. And that's being the fourth option. Yeah, and a run first team. All right, last topic. <laughs> Try to limit this to one, all right? Give me one thing 49er fans overrate about the 49ers. And you can't say everything. Every, no, no, no. No, I, and there's, there's so many different things. I mean, I'm a fan. I overrate things about this team. I would say the number one thing that I hear, and you get this in their projections when they talk about other teams. So I'll give an example. When you ask 49er fans, about the Seattle Seahawks or the Detroit Lions. Why do they tell you that they're not worried about those teams? Because their quarterbacks suck. Quarterbacks suck, right? But are the 49ers in a position <laughs> to talk about other teams' quarterback problems sucking? 
No. No. So that tells me no. that we as 49er fans yes. overrate the quarterback situation that we have currently because we don't have the guy. At least they have a guy they can rely on that can put up numbers, maybe even make a Pro Bowl or comeback player of the year. We don't have that right now at, at all. So I don't think we as 49er fans can look at teams like the Lions in Seattle and go, ah, yeah, I'm not worried about them. Look at their quarterback. Like, you don't think every other team is looking at us saying, yeah, I'm not worried about them. Look at their quarterback. They're saying the same things about us. So I don't think we're in that position. So I would say our own quarterback situation is one thing the 49er fans overrate. That's fair. Um, <laughs> that is fair. In, in their in Niner fans' defense, the way they feel about Geno and Jared Goff, that's heavily influenced by just playing them. I mean, they faced Geno three times last year. They faced Jared a million times. And we know that those type of quarterbacks generally don't beat the Niners, whatever they are. But let's take it back to the quarterback situation. Those are guys who went to the Pro Bowl last year and played 17 games. Yep. The Niners should be so lucky. When was the last time they had a Pro Bowl quarterback? Oh, yeah, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been a it's been a long time, and and I understand like just as a fan, of course you look at Geno and Jared Goff, and you're like, those guys aren't enough to win a Super Bowl. I totally understand that mentality, but speaking from a 49er fan standpoint as to why, if we face those teams, we're not scared. I think that's where that riff comes in. It's like eh, I think we're overrating our own quarterback situation right now, at least. I mean, Geno let it rip last year. He threw 570 times, completed nearly 70% of his throws, threw 30 touchdown passes, didn't get out of the first round. Jared Goff also threw almost 600 throws, threw 29 touchdown passes, didn't make it in the playoffs. And these guys had really good seasons. The teams that they're on are improving. They have great offensive lines, and the Niners are like, we believe in Colton McKivitz. Like, okay, okay, no one else does, <laughs> but good, good, good luck. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you think? What, what do you got? What else do Niners fans overrate? I have to say their coach, their head coach. I think Niner fans really believe in the plan, but I think what's kind of alarming about this season is some Niner fans are starting to feel like, hey, there's no plan at quarterback. We thought there was a plan. We thought Jimmy was the plan. Then you pivoted to Trey, and some people had a tough time with that, but then it was like, okay, you know what? There's both here, and, and Trey will take a few years, but I'm patient, and I believe in, in Kyle. And then it's like two years pass, and Kyle's about to just give up on the trade plan. People are like, wait a second. Are you just making this up as you go along at quarterback? Because it's season eight, and I feel stupid for watching seven seasons of this show. Are you just making this up? Is there going to be an ending? I think Niner fans are almost there. So the coach. Yeah. The, co <laughs> the coach. Like he's a genius that can't figure out the quarter. He's an offensive genius who can't figure out the quarterback position and builds through defense. Like, what kind of offensive genius does that? Only Kyle. So, <laughs> where do you find those offensive geniuses at? Where where is that where is that guy from? So I would have to say the coach and the quarterback. So other than that, I mean they don't overrate their defense. Great defense, really good defense. In fact, they they underrate. They don't talk. When do we ever talk about the defense? We might have talked about the defense for five minutes tonight. It's true. No, it's very. You know true. why? You know why? Because defense doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> that, that's doesn't. also probably true. Doesn't. It matters to Even a certain run game. But. Yeah, you can't have a bad defense. Yeah. That's about it. Can't have a bad run we, game. You can't have a bad defense. Other than that, it's about who can throw the most touchdown passes in a season. That's football now. Yeah, I, I would say more mediocre defenses win Super Bowls than mediocre quarterbacks. So it's a lot so less true. important. I think we can go out <laughs> right there. Kyle, I hope you were watching. Jesse, thank you very much. What's the next? What's next on the docket for you? Yeah, I got a call-in show starting in about 10 minutes or so over at Last Second Sports. So any opinions that you disagree with, come on over to Last Second Sports. We can hash it out over there. Or if you just want to talk, come on over. It's your, your night to sound off. Open mic night. Beautiful. Chris Lavelle says, hypothetically, you're Kyle today. Who are you starting, cutting, or picking up in free agency on the offense to win that chip? You're the coach. Man, it's a little late to be doing that. Um Well, uh, scrap all that. I'm just trading for Lamar? Lamar Jackson. How about Lamar? I like <laughs> Lamar. I like Lamar. Yeah. Stephen Pryor says, I actually think um, 
Niners fans underrate? Our quarterback situation. I've never heard a non uh, 49ers fan bag on the Niners for quarterbacks. I've been uh, the one bearish on Jimmy with friends, just my perspective. Yeah, maybe, you know, other, other Niner fans are... I don't know what you're talking about, actually. I Well, I'll say this. Um, during the offseason, especially, I spend a lot of time in Twitter spaces with a lot of other fan bases coming in and kind of going head-to-head with those guys. They all laugh at our quarterback situation. So, yeah, I don't... I, I, I think that... Yeah. Also, sort of the <laughs> but, Seahawks. I, but I feel like 49er fans are very comfortable, regardless of who it is, whether you think Trey's the guy or you think Purdy's the guy, you're comfortable that that is the answer. And there is no other option. Brock Purdy's the guy. No other things can be possible. Or Trey Lance is the guy. No other things can be possible. But, I mean, I think there's possibilities that they could both be really good or there's possibilities they could both be really bad also. So I don't Also, know. like, just because Brock Purdy played well for half a season and he seems to have sold a, seg- a certain segment of the Niners uh, organization on him being their quarterback, no one's scared of Brock Purdy. No right. one's scared of Brock Purdy. No sure. team. No one's scared of Brock Purdy. So maybe sure. they will be one day, but not now. Dustin it's, McGale says, did, what? Nobody's scared of Tua Tungavailoa. No. Very good season. Go, go look at the season he put together before he started getting concussed. Not Incredible. I mean, he was doing everything that Brock was doing, if not more potentially. But Tua's never going to win a Super Bowl. Nobody's scared of right Tua. Not that <laughs> so. good. Dustin the Gale says, did you guys watch Japan versus U.S. had over 100 million viewers? Most watched baseball game of all time, almost as much as the Super Bowl. Wow, that's incredible. I did watch it. I don't care about baseball. I used to. I used to love it I growing up as a kid, but yeah. I don't care I didn't watch it. Anyway, go watch. Go over to Last Second Sports. Go call in. Go sound off. Thanks for watching. Peace.